Good day, folks. My name is John. And I want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, for sacrificing a bit of your day and your time to listen to the thoughts and considerations that I have. It is a humbling honor that you bestow upon me. I'm doing things a little bit differently. I've started to realize that my off-the-cuff podcasts are not as good as I would like them to be. To be sure, I like to speak with clarity, with passion. And I think there is something to be said about having a prepared statement. When I see men of renown, the speakers whom I look up to, men such as Fulton Sheen, for example, men such as C.S. Lewis, men such as George Carlin even, even Steve Jobs, men who have long since passed away, oftentimes we don't realize how much practice and effort went into the work that they produced. We do not see the hours spent rehearsing the things that they want to say. We only see the final product. As such, I wish to be honest with you in that. I am indeed now rehearsing. I am now indeed putting together my thoughts on paper, organizing myself. So that way, what I say will be more clear more practiced, more rehearsed. And perhaps when the time comes, when I am called to be a little bit more impromptu, I will have a better preparedness behind me. Much like weight training or anything else, discipline and practice and repetition is necessary for excellence. It would seem that in 21st century America, we live in a culture of perpetual cosplay where life is a con and the only thing people seem to worry about is the identity of the character in which they are portraying. Men, for example, wear a beard and the clothing of their predecessors, not because they are assuming the role of adult but because they identify as an adult and are merely engaged in adulting. Men, it would also seem, are merely acting out poorly the examples that they grew up with, lacking the understanding as to why they are simply just wearing a costume. Hey! look the part of an adult male, eh, oftentimes wearing a flannel and a beard, yet they have the soft, naive eyes of a child. They reason and react like a child boisterously, flailing their arms about like a caricature, like a cartoon character, high-pitched voices without any real considerations acting more like a caricature. These men have no honor and oftentimes respond as juvenile boys do, using excessive vulgarities to toughen themselves up and flailing around, as we said, with exaggerated gestures, 
and act more like we would expect somebody to act in a cartoon. They have no discipline. They are content to gorge on cookies and candy and sodas and ice cream. They try to be a child's buddy rather than a mentor or a sensei or a rabbi or a teacher. Most seem to forget that the Messiah, whilst he did eventually call his disciples friends, he was first called rabbi, teacher. And as the changing roles of life, as maturation comes, so too do the terms that we use to describe those whom we associate with. A father is a father first to his child. And as a child grows older in understanding, so too does the parent's role. However, this role does not happen until much later in life. Once the age of accountability has been met, once the boy is no longer a boy but a man responsible for his self, as men age, so too ought their tastes in movies, television, literature, arts, music, foods. Milk becomes cheese. High sugary beverages such as Coca-Cola and Mountain Dew, Pepsi, generally ought become wine. Maybe beer, maybe whiskey. As we grow older, our tastes ought mature and become refined. Instead, we see the adulting male cling to the intense flavors of their youth rather than learn to appreciate the subtle nuances. They still imbibe bags of candy instead of fruit. Even so, men are encouraged to engage in the fruity flavors of the soft and simple culture of vaping rather than be responsible and engage in moderation of smoking a pipe or a cigar. And this is, too, symbolic and indicative of where we are as a culture, where we are as a society, and how we are being raised up. Because as we see these adult men 
trying to be their youthful buddies, we see that there is a lack in development. When I was younger, I enjoyed playing video games. But as I get older, I find that I no longer have the patience nor the time to waste. I have better other things to do with myself than sit in front of a screen idly tapping around, going through the adventure. Indeed, I have adventures of my own to go on. There's too much work to be done. The immersion is something that I can no longer wrap myself into. For life is a grander adventure. This is not to say that there is anything wrong with the periodic glass of milk and plate of cookies. There is nothing wrong with having a nice ice-cold soda on a hot day. There is nothing directly wrong with a scoop of ice cream. There is nothing wrong with these things at all. The problem is that if that is all you fill your system with, I would be concerned with your development. For it seems to me that these men never graduated from high school never graduated from the pizza parties, never graduated from the cakes and the sodas, into the larger, grander context. You see them still wearing their cartoon t-shirt. You see them still wrapping their lives up in the caricature. They don't take the lessons that they learned but instead hold the hero on their pedestal. Again, there is nothing wrong with a lot of these things. But like everything, when we were children, we engaged in childish things. But when we became adults, we put away those childish things and embraced adulthood. When we are children, we look up to mentors and archetypes. We see signs and symbols of the men and women, if you are a girl, whom you'd like to be. A father ought to be a boy's greatest hero. A mother ought to be a girl's greatest heroine. This is the definition of what good parenting is. But instead of being good parents, instead of being good archetypes, we now engage in our identities. Who do I identify with? What do I identify as? And the funny thing about identity is whenever we look in the mirrors and we see that which we want to see, 
We get very upset when the world sees us in ways that we don't want them to see us as. I have been called atheist. I have been called Satanist. I have been called many things. And I have wondered why. I identify as a Christian. How are you seeing this? And I reflected and I started to reason and realize, oh, there are some things that might have the appearance of evil. And so, through constructive criticism, through observation, through self-reflection, I put away these things and corrected them. Identity is a funny thing. I could identify as a plant, and if I try to root myself in a garden with all the other plants, if plants were sentient, if plants were aware of themselves, if plants had higher reasoning, the plants would probably look at me and say, what are you doing? You aren't like us. You don't belong here. And I could say, but I believe myself to be a plant. And they would say to me, but you are not a plant. You might look like a plant, but you lack the nature of a plant. You don't eat the same food we do. You don't produce the same material that we do. And though you might want to pretend you are a plant, and while you might believe in your heart of hearts that you are a plant, you are not. You are or you are not a fascinating thing to say and consider. Who am I? I have nature. I have a physicality. I have a spirit. I am made. I am a recreation of a longer going system. There are things in this world that I cannot identify as, but there are things in this world that I have to say, I am. I am. I am a man. I am a husband. I am a sinner. I am a business owner. I am short. I am stocky. I have blonde hair and blue eyes. This is who I am. Some things are within my ability to change. Other things, not so much. I am poor in spirit, oftentimes weak in conviction. 
but I say these things, I am. Not as I identify, I might identify myself as a Christian, yet if I am engaging in drunken debauchery, if I am womanizing, then what is my Christianity worth? I can identify as a Christian all I want. However, if I am not acting in accordance with Christianity, with the words and the teachings of the Messiah, then what is my Christianity worth? And the answer to that is absolutely nothing. However, if I merely identify as a Christian, then my Christianity can mean whatever it is I want it to mean. Maybe I could adopt a uh, lethargic Christianity. That's only convenient for me when I decide to wear the costume of the Christian on Sunday. Or if I were to say I am a Christian, that means that my words, my deeds, and my actions must reflect that. And if I fail, which I have before, I must be made aware of this. I must repent. I must reconcile this. Because it is more than just my identity. It is who I am. I do not wake up in the morning thinking about my Christianity. I do not wake up in the morning thinking about being a husband. I do not wake up in the morning thinking about me and how my identity affects the rest of the world or how I affect the rest of the world with my identity. I simply am. And there was a man once, a great man, a man of mans, who when asked, who are you? I am. I am. A fascinating statement. Who has the audacity to say, I am? And I can say this, that there is only one who could make that claim, the Messiah, Yeshua of Nazareth, and he is more than just the fulfillment of the Mosaic law, the ceremonial law. He is more than just the sacrificial lamb. Indeed, when he says, I am, he is the fulfillment of all things. He is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the God of Gods. He is also Lord of the Sabbath. He is also the metaphor found in the stars, in the seasons, in the weeks, in the cycle of life, birth, life. Death, resurrection. He is all things. He is truth. He is justice. He is compassion. He is mercy. He is forgiveness. He is condemnation of evil. He is the archetype made reality made into the archetype. He is philosophy. He is science. He is mathematics. 
He is the author of existence and creation. Could you imagine a world if Jesus, the Messiah, said, I identify as God? What a silly thing to ponder. But let's idly speculate for a moment. For what conviction, what character, if all he did was identify? There would be no certainty. He would just be another man running around pretending to be an imposter. I identify as... No! There's no time for imposters. No time for fakeries, forgeries, and fictitious fabrications. He is... But let us contrast that to our world, our society, and our culture. Adults do not engage in adulting. Adults are just adults. They are adults. Yet in our culture, we have a society of people who are just cosplaying adults. Much like we have a society and a culture of people cosplaying as one thing or another to play Dungeons and Dragons might be fun but when all you are is your wizard your mage your sorcerer your ogre your troll this is who you are in the game this is not who you are in real life yet people have lost purposefulness to themselves and they have been taught a great lie that they can be anything they want. To some extent, this is true. However, to other extents, it is a falsehood. There is a congruency and a balance that must be struck between our spirit and our physical selves. A balance that must be had. I am not a rose, though I might want to pretend that I am a rose. The reality is, is that I am not a rose. And a rose doesn't really care what you call it. But I can assure you that if your wife or your girlfriend asks for a rose and you give her a bouquet of weeds she would not be terribly pleased with you. And you might say, oh, but I identified these as roses. She would look at you and say, you fool. I think you need your eyes checked. And that, I think, is one of the problems that the church faces. It is no longer an institution a sacred house of worship. It no longer operates as such. In fact, it would rather identify itself as a playland. It is no longer a place where you go to worship and bend your knee and to be iron sharpening iron. It is a place to go to engage in social activities to make ourselves feel better that well at least we're not going to the bar the club this is a safe space 
To be sure, the church never was a safe space. In fact, a lot of cases, the church was the most dangerous place you could be. Not only did everybody want to kill you for being there and going there, it was an easy way to collect a bunch of people and kill them all at once. Thank God we do not live in those times. At least most of the time. To be sure, there are some entities out there that would want to do harm. There are some places in the world that do use the gathering as an opportunity. And it is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. I believe whomever termed the coin con termed it rightly. For you see, we have conned an entire generation, an entire culture out of reality. I am more than just one aspect. I am more than just one element. I am a conglomeration of many aspects. I am more than just my foot. I am more than just my hand. But these things all work together in harmony and governance. Governed by reason. Governed by logic. Governed by faith. I do not just say that my sexuality is the whole of my being. And if that is the case, I feel a great swell of pity for you. However, more often than not, it seems that everybody just wants to focus in on the one thing. Skin color, gender sexuality, things that nobody really has any real control over. You cannot help where you were born. You cannot help with the color of your skin. You cannot help with the gender of your body. However, we have been told the lies that these are the whole of your existence and these are the whole of your personage. And when we choose to identify, we go to the ancient gallery and pick up a mask and we put on the persona until it no longer suits us. Whom do I identify with at this moment? And we no longer say, I am. And identity politics have caused more division than anything. These tribal mentalities of my hut is better than yours, my Bible is bigger than yours. And we see these identity politics in the church as well. How can you dare tell me about those Catholics? How can you dare tell me about those Protestants? I identify, and therefore, I will shuck everything. 
just to maintain my identity. Well, I can assure you of this, that the Messiah, Yeshua of Nazareth, Jesus Christ, he did not play in identity politics. He played in reality. He existed in reality. And as we have learned, he is the whole and fulfillment of reality. I would not like to further imagine a world where God, the Messiah, would identify as God. But I would much rather have a world where he taught me the example to be. What does it mean to be? I want to say thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope I spoke clearly and good. And I hope that the words came out clearly and well met. Until next time, I want to say good day and God bless.